Hope you guys want for day to day, man. Super excited to share this with you guys, man. ATK season two, episode five of the series. Walking through a little bit further in First Peter chapter two, uh, verses eleven through seventeen. I'm super excited to share this with you guys. I feel like there's a lot we can learn from Peter and everything as uh, he's speaking to the Roman Christians right now that are struggling through a lot of persecution under their emperor at this time, and he's got a lot of choice things to say to them under an emperor that necessarily isn't living a godly life. You know, but uh, we will get into that soon. Last time, man, we talked about, you know, Jesus being the cornerstone, right, of this building, of the spiritual house, the body of believers, and how without him, man, we can't do anything. Just as it says, like in John 15, 5, you know, he, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches apart. He who abides in me will be fruitful, but he who doesn't, man, he, he can do nothing. We can't do anything without him. That Jesus is the cornerstone, man. He is vital in the church. Without him, we can't do anything. And the integrity of our spiritual house, the integrity of the building without the cornerstone is compromised. I hope you guys know that. If you guys missed that one, man, go check it out. It's ATK episode four of season two. Uh, but man, today we'll hop into 1 Peter chapter two, verses 11 through 17, episode five today. I'm super excited to share this with you guys. I think Peter's got a lot to say, a lot, a lot to say. I think it'll help. Uh, it helped me, man. It help, helps grow me, helps challenge me, man, daily, day in and day out. Man, I think it's super important for us to stay in scripture, especially with the time, the times that we have right now. Very important. But man, we will pray really quickly, and then, uh, I say really quickly, we will pray, and it will hop into the video. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all you've done for us, and all you've given for us. God, I thank you that uh, you are changing us, Father, into people that look like you and talk like you, that are more like you, God. Continue to change us into people that look more like Jesus. God, that love others, that are there for others, that are bold with their faith, and actually stand up for what the Bible says, and not what this world is trying to sway us to believe. God, thank you so much for all you've done. God, we thank you for anybody that was able to watch this, God, and I pray that it blesses them and continues to challenge them, Father, to be Christians that, that actually believe what the Bible says, God. Thank you so much for all you've done and bless this message and, and whoever was able to hear it. In Christ's name, amen. All right, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 through 17, right? Peter is talking to them right here and talking to them as like, as pilgrims or sojourners, you know, and I'll read this verse real quick. He says, beloved, I beg you as sojourners, and beloved means like, you know, people, people that I love, right? I love the people, the brethren, right? The Christians. He's talking to the Christians here. He says, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. So first thing, that's verse 11, right? In chapter two, he says, man, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. And then another version that says, I beg, I beseech you as strangers. You know, he's talking to them. It's like people that don't belong here. You know what I'm saying? People that not, are necessarily not of this world. You know, in John 17, 14, Jesus says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of this world. Just as I am not of this world. Jesus said that the world would hate us because we're not, we don't belong here. You know, we, this isn't our final destination. And I'll, I'll go in depth of what, like, what he means by pilgrims in the Greek right here, what it means as uh, strangers. So strangers, he says, having a foreign residence, 
uh, of a home near there, right? Having a Florida residence, a home near to where they're at, but not necessarily necessarily where they're staying right now. You know, and then uh, pilgrims, it's used as an adjective right there, sojourning or journeying, right? In a strange place away from one's own people. <laughs> he says in a strange place, right? That's what it describes as uh, sojourners and pilgrims right there. So have that in mind. He says, you know, as uh, he says, beloved, I beg you as sojourners, as people that don't belong here, people that, you know, are just passing through, that are away, that are in a strange place, that are uh, away from one's own true home. You know, he says, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. And at this time, there was, uh, so they're being persecuted a lot, right? There was basically a lot of temptation, probably one, to slander the king, right? To slander the emperor, to slander people around them. Man, they're being persecuted a lot. And when things get hard, you know, you want to kind of get after it and blame some people. And I was like, man, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Blah, blah, blah. Like getting upset about things, right? But what he's saying is to abstain from fleshly lust. And that's not just slandering. That's any any fleshly lust that we have, whether it be you know, drunkenness or, or, or sexual immorality, man. He's, he's saying abstain from th these things because they war against our soul. They, tur they, they create turmoil within us and they do not fill us up. They don't. They do not. And as we know that, because James has talked about it even, even behind chapters that we've, listened, that we've read through, right? But what he says, he says, which war against our soul. He says, abstain from those things. And then in verse 12, he says, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, people that didn't believe or, or people that, that did not know Jesus right at this time. He says that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. So a couple of things here. He says, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, right? So the people that didn't believe like them, the people around them, other Romans, right? Didn't believe the way they did. A lot of the new Roman Christians, right? He's saying, have your conduct be honorable among them. Abstain from the things that they are falling into. And they'll see that. He says, having your conduct be honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you, that they are going to speak against you. How many know that? Like, I know that people are going to, people are going to judge your integrity, judge your motives and all sorts of stuff, just because you're trying to live a life sacrificed to Jesus. People will judge that. But the thing is, he says, they will speak against you as evildoers. They'll call you evil people. But what he says, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. What he's saying is like when they come to know Jesus or you continue to uh, conduct yourselves with being honorable among them, they'll observe that. They will see those good works and they won't go unnoticed in the day that God comes to know that or that they come to know God or that God visits them. Remember, God visits his people. Look at Moses and the burning bush, right? Look at uh, look at God coming down and seeing his people in Exodus when, when they got out of Egypt. You see all these instances in the Bible where God does visit his people because he cares for them. And he says, they'll, they'll glorify God, man, when you continue to maintain an honorable conduct among them. He's saying that, man, they'll see that. And they'll glorify God because they have observed your good works by being, being sacrificial to God and being obedient to God. Even when people were talking crap about you, we're talking crappy about you, we're talking, uh, I, I always say talking mess, and people are talking mess about you, you know, or man, just slandering your name. 
they will see your good works. They will observe it. People see more than you think. They see your actions. But man, if we stay honorable in our conduct, man, they will observe that and they will glorify God in the day of visitation. Peter's encouraging right there, man, keep, keep abstaining from those fleshly lusts because those people are going to see it and they'll have a change one day. They will see God and they will glorify them because of the good works that you they've observed by you. It's impressive, right? It's, that's heavy, but that's important, man. We stay obedient and abstain from these things that, that war against our soul. Moving forward, man, uh, Peter starts to talk about the government here. And remember, these Roman Christians, man, were suffering a lot of persecution, right? It wasn't all happy-go-lucky like it is sometimes in America where everything's perfect sometimes, most of the time, you know? And life isn't too bad, but they were struggling, they were being persecuted a lot more than Christians are persecuted in America. What he says, he says, Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of those who do good. So a couple of things here. He says, submit yourselves to every ordinance of, of man, right, for the Lord's sake. So he's saying, for God's, for God's sake, right, for, Lord, for the Lord's sake, Submit yourselves under the law of the land, right? Whatever the law of the land is, submit yourselves underneath that. Even if it's an evil emperor, right? He's, he's saying it doesn't matter. He's saying for the Lord's sake, to the king is supreme, right? Not saying that the king is above God, but saying that he is supreme over you, right? And that God is above everything. God is above everything. Then there's the king and he is over you, right? But submitting to that ordinance, right? Submitting to the law of the land, if you will. And he's saying, or to even the governors, as those who are sent by him, by the king, right, um, for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. And man, <laughs> it's important to know that. It's important to say we submit to the law of the land when the law doesn't go against what God has for our life, right? When the law is not being disobedient to God. We see different moments in, in, in the Bible in history, right? As far as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? <laughs> they weren't going to bow down. They were not going to bow down to the gods that they served at that time, right? That the other people served at that time. And they, they were punished for it. They were thrown into the fiery furnace, right? And But the thing is, God protected them. When the law of the land disobeys God's word, that is when this is void, when we do not obey what the law of the land is. If it, if it disobeys God word, God's word, it's not right. It's not correct. It's not upright. But the thing is, when it doesn't disobey God's word, we are called to live under the law of the land, doing right and acting justly right. And that in itself brings honor to God. When we live under the law of the land, it brings honor to God when it doesn't disobey God's word, right? So just making that distinction, making sure that you guys know that it's <laughs> we're not disobedient to God just because of the law of the land says we should, right? We can stand up and believe and be bold about our faith that we're going to say, we're going to live and die by this word, what God says, right? Being obedient to that. But man, it's important to live under the law of the land when it does not disobey God's word. Moving forward in, in verses 15, he says, For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence of the ignorance of foolish men. Sixteen, Verse 16, it says, As free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Right? So what first thing in 15, he says, This is the will of God. 
right? That, that it brings him honor, man, when we live under the law, correctness, right? Being upright and living under the law of the land. He says, man, this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Man, that they're going to be ignorant of it, right? And if you can put that to silence by being just, by being, by living under the law of the land when it does not go against God's word, right? It is good, man. It, it brings, it silences the people that are slandering you because they can't say anything against you when you're living under the law, when it went under the law of the land, right? When you're being obedient to what the law of the state or the law of the government says, they can't say anything against you. It silences them. It silences the ignorance of, of foolish people that just slander you, right? And that's important. He says, man, that that brings honor to God when we, when we live under the law of the land, when we walk uprightly, right? We speak the truth in our hearts. <clears throat> and moving on, it's in verse 16, it says, as free, that we are free, right? And it says, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. So we don't use this freedom that we have as a cloak, as a cloak, right? Walk, walk around with a cloak as for vice, right? For, for malicious intent, for, for slandering the king. We don't, we don't use our freedom that we've been given to do these things, to, to talk badly about leaders, to do all sorts of different like evil things, right? We don't use our freedom to do that. We don't use that. But what we use that freedom for is to serve God as bond servants of God, right? We we use that freedom to serve God with everything that we have in our hearts, right? It's very important, man, that we know that, that, that we don't use this freedom to slander people. We use it to love people. We use it to serve people. We don't use it to slander people. We use it to serve people and be there for others and serve God in that. Very important. In the last verse, man, it says in 17, it says, honor all people. Four things here, right? It says, honor all people. So we honor everyone, right? We honor everybody. And then it says, love the brotherhood, love the brethren, right? The people within the church, love them, love those people, love them people, love them people, man, love them. And then it, and after it says, fear God with that reverent, awesome fear, man. And that, that fear of God, it's, it's just, oh my gosh, man, he is just awesome. It's like, wow, like it's this amazed, awesome, like, holy smokes, he's so big. You know, and he's so awesome and he's so good. That's the type of fear that he's talking about. This reverent fear, this awesome, amazed, amazed fear, fear of God. And then he says, honor the king, little K, right? Little K there he says, honor the king, the person that's in charge over you, right? He says, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Man, it's super important. I hope that was helpful for you guys, man. I hope that challenges you guys, man to live, man, lives sacrificial to God, being obedient to the law of the land, but also being obedient even more so to God's word, what God has us do. It's very important, man. I hope you guys rest in that. I hope you guys know that. Man, that is all I have for you guys today. This was ATK season two, episode five, man, of the series. We'll walk through a little bit further of uh, maybe even getting to chapter three of Peter next time, man. I'm super excited to share it with you guys, but man, it's been good. Help you guys realize, man, we are just pilgrims passing through this life. So use every day, man, that we have to reach others for the gospel. Advance God's kingdom because it's so important that people know him. It's so important. Hope you guys know that. Rest in that. Man, I hope you guys are wonderful today. Do some great, grand, wonderful party. I love you guys. Advance the kingdom is always there. Dudes, we'll see you on the next one.